0: Well, with South Africa's crucial mining in Daba taking place from the 6th to the 9th of February. It's a pleasure to welcome Nsiki Adonis Khame Mishlali Setefane from ENS Africa to uh, the show today. And we want to unpack, you know, what the, the key trends are in the industry, what are the key issues that we need to delve into and unpack and what the mining Ndabo will look at. Um, a lot happening out there at the moment, a crucial time. We know the lights are generally out for about eight hours a day um, at the moment, a little bit better lately, but it's, it's not helping things, right? Uh, so, so thanks, guys. Great having you with us. Um, and maybe just a, a brief intro, maybe tell us briefly about um, what your expectations are um, you know, from the Indaba, uh, from the 6th.
1: Thank you very much, Evan. Um, so we're looking forward to the endeavour. It looks like a lot of ministers are going to be um, in attendance, including, of course, our Minister um, Gwede Mantashe. We're looking forward to seeing uh, the ministers of Angola, Botswana, Republic of Chad, etc. Um, and the main theme um, for this year's Mining Endeavour is ESG. As you know, the buzzword, um, environmental, social, and governance. And it obviously impacts the mining industry in a big way. So looking forward to those conversations um, to move the industry forward um, and see what measures can be taken by the industry um, to, to make it uh, more investor-friendly and also good to our communities.
0: Absolutely. Yes. No, that's brilliant. Mishlali, um, just from your perspective, obviously uh, a lot of African ministers there as well. I mean, there, there should be some interesting policy discussions on the boil.
2: Of course, certainly. Um, I think just on a broad scope, what you'd want to look at are uh, investor-friendly laws across the board. And mm. um, we're seeing a lot of African countries wanting to open up their borders for mining to assist their economies. Um, and to see a growth in GDP specifically from the extractives industry. So we're excited to see that um, and we, we, of course, we've also had the opportunity to work on many of those pieces of legislation and contribute to make these African countries a destination for investors. So we are looking forward to, yeah, to seeing more of that.
0: As Siki mentioned, we're going to have our uh, minister there as well. You know, he's obviously facing a lot of difficult questions at the moment. And I have to start with the elephant in the room. I mean, the, the power supply crunch. Um, do you expect to see any progress? Uh, what can we expect on that front?
1: Um, look, the power supply crisis in South Africa has affected literally every South African and every sector. Um, and the mining industry is not exempt from the crisis, Um, and the fact that the power supply is unpredictable makes planning around the rolling blackouts difficult. Um, The power supply crunch will obviously affect the efficiency at which mining is being conducted and the level of output. Um, I think recently, uh, Statistics South Africa Reported that the mining output already has decreased by nine percent year on year in November of 2022. Um, so you know this has a huge impact, and I suppose where they will have to address um, this issue on how uh, we can, as as the industry, quickly um, rectify the situation. Um, and it's clear that the um, profitability of the sector will be affected negatively, which is a big thing. Um, and I suppose this is when the renewable energy space, um, the ease of doing business in that sense, uh, needs to be opened up so mining houses who have started uh, getting their own well alternative energy supply can do so
0: efficiently. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. I think that's that's very well um, put when it comes to to what needs to happen and the real challenges on the ground right now. But just to get back to policy, I mean, we've got all these African ministers I know other countries, you know, I've had big uh, uh, Pakistan, etc., you know, big power problems. Um, you know, it's not necessarily beholden to South Africa. But when it comes to policy itself, I mean, you get a sense that we're falling a little bit too far behind even some of our peers in africa on this front
2: i'll take that even thanks sure. um you know i think that's debatable and i would argue not and maybe because i love south africa so much <laughs> um i mean yeah on the 30th of march um our minister published a first of its kind an artisanal and small-scale mining policy oh. for implementation And this is something that many other African countries have had and some have actually codified it into uh, their own legislation. But in South Africa, we didn't have that, right, because our economy had relied for the longest time on large scale mining. And so it was a positive step to actually see the ASM policy making its way um, and being published for the benefit of the country and so um in that sense i would say we're not being left behind of course every regulatory uh, regime has points that need to be you know improved and debated and worked out depending on the specific context and the specific politics and objectives of government and business and so um i would be very hesitant to criticize our country on that front no, yeah. that's not... and just yes
1: please, add, please yes, just to add on that, so mm. um, I agree with Ms. um that South Africa is not falling behind South Africa yep. actually has one of the most comprehensive environmental legislative framework um just uh mining laws are robust and if we move this forward, I always say we have great laws, but we need to be able to implement yeah. and enforce the law. So, and that's where I would say we are lagging behind. Um, we just need to be um, improve on our enforcement uh, of our laws. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and if we Absolutely. if we delve into that, like areas like uh, you know small scale art, artisanal regularization, you know, is spoken about. Uh, But you could probably argue it's not happening fast enough, right?
2: Look, these things need to be taken in, you know, small bite sizes, understandably, because there's so many stakeholders that need to be involved. I mean, I've had the privilege to be involved in some of the stakeholder engagements around these policies and what people on the ground and what business would also want to see. And so it's quite a process to bring everyone around the table around Mm quite a, a hot topic, because ASM is a hot topic because of everything that it comes with. Um, so, um, I I think that, yes, look, it's going to be a long road, because we are expecting to see appropriate legislative amendments to legislation for it to be properly implemented. Um, as it stands now, there's quite a long road ahead.
0: Yeah. No, that's brilliant. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Feel free, yeah, please jump in.
2: Oh yeah, no, so I was
1: just going to add mm. to what Misali was saying. Mm. To say, yes, um, you know, we, we now have a policy, um, but the speed in which we're doing things, um, the reality on the ground is that um, most of the illegal mining activities happen on a daily basis. Mm. And, um, you know, while we're still working on policy, we also need to work on enforcing, at least, you know, helping with our um, South African police service. As we know, they don't always mm. have the know-how to deal with the illegal miners. Just, for instance, just going underground. If you're not trained, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you, you can't do it. So it's just, we, we need a collaborative um, solution where you know we we work on the policy but also on the training on the ground um to try dr- to try discourage um the the illegal mining activities that are happening having said that though on the regulator side if i look at the matters that we've dealt with um late last year on illegal mining mm-hmm. they are quick to go on site, and they will have the police there um you know to to do a site inspection to check whether A, if illegal mining is taking place, and they found that it was taking place, and they were able to report um, within two weeks, which I thought was impressive. So baby steps, but we're getting there. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and I think what I must say on artisanal small-scale mining is that you must draw a distinction between, you know, legitimate small-scale operators and um, zamazamas who are illegally on the ground, and that there's a actually uh, a wonderful sector which can contribute to tremendously to our mining industry where there are honest people who are willing to do things the honest way and work with other mining companies um, in line with the law and so I, I i it's always my ambition to stamp out the zamazamas who try and um overshadow those who are actually seeking to actually break into the industry and and positively
0: contribute in a lawful manner. Yeah, I love the way you say that there's a bigger role and training, etc. cetera, um, you know, with enforcement of it. And I mean, these projects also at the moment have a, a very um, strong community element to them. And, and there are a lot more technicalities these days in getting all of this bedded down, you know, dealing with, with CPAs, um, land rights, traditional authorities, all of that comes into it. Um, and, and maybe just give us a sense. I mean, there is also this concern that some syndicates you know, illegally are trying to extract thirty percent from projects, etc. But when it comes to community involvement, it's actually quite a big theme that um that needs to be looked at. Probably a lot of guys not getting it quite right at the moment.
2: I'll take that. Um yeah, I mean certainly you know whenever you're working with uh communities, you are always faced with the question of authority and who Mm. Is actually representing the community, who's yeah. speaking of the community, um, and over and above the authority, then like you identified, we are then looking at land entitlements, occupation, land rights, yeah. um, and 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 everything that comes with that. That issue is such a broad issue mm. that not only touches on ASM, but it also touches on, on on bigger mining companies who are actually mining on land that is being occupied or owned uh, by. Um, stakeholders like communities. And so that's a big theme that um, is going to continue. And um, it yeah, it's that mining companies need to deal with. And it's really specific. It's dependent on where you're mining. Yeah. and, And who you're dealing with and your relationships. And that's why it's so important for for miners to have this in mind that it's not just about what you get out of the ground. It's also how you manage your stakeholders effectively. And that is going to benefit your business going forward in terms of limiting interruptions. Brilliant. I think, yeah, it's very important to
1: look at the stakeholders in the mining industry um, and they need to collaborate and work together. Um, and as Missali said, with these communities, sometimes you have factions yep. in the communities which make it harder for mining companies um, to, to deal um, with, with communities, even if it's for their better good, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the mining industry understands the social license to mine, but even where they want to do good, sometimes those are, uh, are delayed by, by the factions on the ground. Yeah. So I suppose moving forward is just to get our communities more organized um, and have contact points where they're really represented, um, you know, to to move this forward. Absolutely.
0: Great. No, well put. I think that's fabulous. It is definitely a big issue, uh, a big item, and, and managing these things becomes so critical because the the, you know, future success hinges on, you know, getting all of this in place. Um, and you can't have you know these types of disputes, etc., holding it back. But it's achievable uh, if it's done in the right way and you understand uh, the needs and requirements and the legalities. Um, and just sticking with the community, though, um, when it comes to, and, and I want to move on to ESG, um, lastly, uh, which is going to be a big theme at the end. but it is a big thing, climate change globally, etc. ESG, of course, broader than that. Uh, and, and, but communities actually does fall uh, within that. Um, and, and, but from an environmental perspective, do you think enough is being done to um, support, you know, um, an uplift communities living around these mines or, or still a lot more to be done?
2: Me <laughs> Thanks, Nziki. Um, I think it's specific. You know, you've actually got mining companies who actually want to do the right thing. Mm. And you've got mining companies who actually put up their financial provision and will actually rehabilitate. And then you've also got some chances who do not do that and that ends up impacting on communities negatively. And so it's uh, it's it's not a blanket statement for the industry as a whole. Like I said, there's there's people who actually... And make the effort and actually commit and actually fulfill their responsibilities under the law from an environmental perspective. Um, over to you, Zipi.
1: Thanks, uh, Mithali. Yeah, no, I was just um, going to add that, as I had said, that our, our environmental laws are robust, um, and even the amendments that are coming through um, will also uh, boost um, the the legislation. And the impacts are usually felt by um, host communities in these mining towns. And usually these people are, are vulnerable, the poor, you know, okay. um, so we have to ensure that the legislation um, is enforced. So that these communities can continue to to live in, in harmony with the mining companies, I think that's mm. that's what we all want to see. Um, where mining com- communities can also contribute um, in, in 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 the industry, uh, you know, whether it's employment, uh, whether it's servicing the mining houses, and making sure that um, when rehabilitation happens, um, the communities. Can use that land for other industries, yeah, whether it 's agriculture or property development or whatever else, um, but we can only do this if we all work together the yeah that 's my take
0: brilliant uh, now, of course, safety ties into a, a lot of this. you have deaths and you have tragedies it, it affects everyone, right families, etc Jagos in essay. Um, Recently, but in Brazil, you had as many as 270 uh, lives lost in a a tailings disaster. So, I mean, safety is going to be a big issue. Yeah, do you expect uh, quite a bit of discussion around improving safety?
1: Definitely. Um, I think um, mine health and safety um, will always be key um, in the mining industry, and it's something that we can improve on. um, And as we Digitalize, and you know uh, we have i mean i know i know there is always all our jobs are in in jeopardy, but I think the more mechanized our mining operations are the better uh for safety reasons yeah. and I think it will remain uh, a a topic um for the next few years
2: absolutely and just to add the It's going to be something that's continuous as the technology improves um, and as also the regulator, you know, stamps up on on enforcement of the legislative requirements that are required from a health and safety perspective and also from an environmental law perspective. And so it's going to take not just the mining houses, you know, upping their game in terms of safety and technology, but also seeing the regulator actually enforce laws that are there to protect people and their
0: safety yeah and there's certainly exciting developments in that front you know technology as well wearable technology and such things tracking you know, all of this um, is, is all going to help, you know, with safety. And, you know, so it's not necessarily just machines coming in and taking jobs. You know, this is a, a very big theme and will be an exciting theme uh, going forward and very healthy for the industry. And, and just to uh, on the ESG front, I mean, anything else to, to look at specifically? Obviously, the green energy transition becomes very important, this move to renewables and the legislation around that. Um, any, any ESG issues that you're expecting to, to come
2: through? certainly oh go for it I see you
1: (laughs) Ah. no no um let me go i'll go after you
2: okay definitely i think water issues are going to be a big one um from the e from from esg so looking at um water security and how we utilize water and ensuring that our limited water resources well taken care of and not contaminated so i think the issue of water resources and water scarcity and utilization of water as a resource is going to be one of the biggies from an esg perspective
0: and siki
1: yes thanks yeah so i suppose you've dealt with the e the mm. s we've touched on mm-hmm. it as well um uh on the community side on the social side um, yep. you know anything that affects human rights and i think um from a mining perspective um host communities again is going to be a number one, Um, how they get impacted and how mining companies, you know, um, yes, ESG has been a buzzword, but there are laws um, that the industry needs to comply with. Um, And I think this will be one of the bigger topics um, on the S side when it comes to um, local communities. Um, whether you know we, we look at local content to ensure um, that the host communities can you know eat as as I always say uh, work and live in an environment um, that's conducive for for human beings and as we know it also stems out it's a constitutional right so I think there is um in 2023 is something that we need to um it's it's something that we're going to be dealing with so yeah that's my take and obviously as as michelle said on water management climate change Mm. um biodiversity um looking at emissions and stuff that that will also form part um, of the esg topics
0: Mr. Ali and Cynthia thanks very much for taking the time it's going to be a, a really important indaba this year one of the most important in history so many things that we need to get right and uh, it looks like I, I like the way that you've painted the legislative landscape, that we're getting some movement there. And as you said, just to summarise, it's about implementation now. You know, the days of talking are over. We want to see this industry thrive. We want to see us get back to, you know, our competitive best from a mining sector. And I think we've, we've got everything in place, you know, so it's just that implementation. So thanks very much for joining us. Thanks.
1: So Thank you pleasure. very much, Evan. Mm-hmm.